Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the channel. My name is Viking Size Gamer, and today I have on the channel with me AJ Kirsch, the voice of WWE 2K19's My Career Mode. And AJ, how have you been? Uh, I've been great. Um, thank you for having me, and uh, I've been really busy, and and busy is has been very good for me lately. Um, between hosting, uh, ring announcing, and doing commentary at local wrestling shows, and uh, my career outside of wrestling is also just uh, in a really good spot right now. So, I've seen. I've been following. Yeah, I've been following you on Twitter, and I've seen that you've actually been doing a lot of a lot of stuff, a lot of projects outside of wrestling. And I mean, yeah, what kind of things you've been doing since you've since you've done this motion capture for WWE Two K Nineteen? Well, I, that was actually the first of uh, what turned into a handful of video game gigs. I've done uh, some more mocap and some more VO for some stuff that I'm not at liberty to discuss at the moment. But you know, of rest course. assured that announcements will be, announcements will be made soon, and as soon as those announcements are made, I'll be able to talk about those things. But um, you know, just hustling auditions and i landed a couple of uh commercials since 2k19 um i'm in a really i'm really grateful to be in the spot i'm in right now i mean that's incredible really you know i mean the fact obviously we, we'll yeah less is more we'll speak uh we'll speak about that when it all <laughs> drops with the, the you know the other projects which i'm sure people may eventually guess what that is we're all very aware here. Um, not, actually, there's there's one there's there's one in particular that I doubt they'll be able to guess. Um, do you know? I just one of my questions was actually, have you got any more gaming industry gigs as a result of this? Uh, nothing outside of VO and mocap, but um, VO mocap gigs that I have uh, been a part of have been just everybody that I've worked with is is just a pro and they're a pleasure to work with. And it's the, the same faces keep popping up, um, you know, at the, at the mocap studio that I've been working at. So it's, it's been a pleasure and growing up a gamer. Also, this is, it's no less exciting for me now than it was back when I was working on uh, 2k19. I mean, that's incredible that you still manage to do all the mocap and the voiceovers and things like that for it. I mean, it's just, it's, it's obviously a dream come true for any gamer. I personally would absolutely love to do voiceover for a game at some point. Um, you got a great voice. I don't know. I mean, put together a reel or something, because you do have a very distinct voice. So I think you can do it. Well, thank you. I think that probably would be a good idea. You know, it's it's, a, it's, always, it's always nice to have, like, a hobby, I suppose, <laughs> on top of oh, this. Oh, yeah, and if you're, if you're lucky, that hobby can turn into something uh, even bigger. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this is this is what I'm hoping. Well, this is, you know, the result of the YouTube channel and the, and the podcast, you know. It's... Hey. For me, I don't know about you, but you know, when you when you growing up and you're a kid and you're like, you've got all these starry eyed dreams. I always wanted to be a wrestler when I was growing up. You know, that's that's what I wanted to do, and I actually got to do that for a for a good two years before I got a back injury. And Ooh. yeah, no, I can't. I don't want to. I don't want to risk it anymore. You know, so yeah, from, from yeah. A and I, I got to a certain point in my career too, where it was like wrestling. You know, I I just uh, finished with uh, tough enough, and I was like get signed by WWE, I should probably start thinking about other ways that I can contribute to pro wrestling, which is how I started gearing my focus towards the hosting and the ring announcing and the commentary, which is really as a result of the promo I cut on Bill DeMott during Tough Enough. I'm like, and I knew I could, but that was really definitely my shining moment up to that point. I'm like, if I can talk, 
then there are ways you can contribute to professional wrestling. Oh yeah. So since we're even talking about it, you know, you are very much at home behind a microphone. So maybe there's a future in pro wrestling for you as a host or ring announcer or commentator or manager, because wrestling definitely needs people who can talk. Oh yeah. I mean, I, to, you've got to be honest with me. I think you can agree. If you can do it in the ring, that's great and everything. But if you can't talk, that's like 80% of your game gone. Oh, absolutely. Like, I keep pointing to, you know, Hulk Hogan did not wrestle 93,000 people into the Pontiac Superdome. He talked to them in the arena. Yeah, that um, was... Guys like Rock, like, I, I don't want to take away from their in-ring work, but they do, like, three or four moves tops is what they're known for. Everything else is punches and kicks, but it's because of their charisma and magnetism on a microphone. Uh, you know, Cena's another good example. The five moves of Doom, like, he doesn't do much... More than that, but punch and kick. But because he is so charismatic and so good on the microphone, you know, that's all he has to do. And he makes it work. All I mean, all those guys did. Yeah, he, he really does. I mean, he debuted a, a sixth move of Doom, didn't he? This uh, <laughs> random right. Right. the random punch yeah. that's just out of nowhere. And and that's that's a new thing, apparently. But Cena's always been able... I think this is what impressed me about Cena, is that he's always one of those guys that, if he wants to... He will go out and he'll master something new and he'll use it. But it's not his main game, is it? I mean, you know, like you said, this guy will literally have the crowd. Even if they don't like him, he will use that. And he just literally molds them to how they want him to be. It's just, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah. The the mastery of, of a main event level performer, whether it's Cena or Rock or Austin, like they're just, even if the crowd's not doing what they expected them to do, they know how to guide them whether they know it or not yeah 100 percent. i mean i've been thinking to myself lately as well because we were talking about my career um in the last episode this podcast mm -hmm. with me and you and like just some of the, the the obviously the way that you did the voiceover the way that manny did the voiceover and I was wondering as well to myself if, like, these sorts of things, if these people that do all these voiceovers, like, how much work goes into it? You know, is it is it long hours doing this over and over again? Do you kind of have to get a feel for it and, and think, oh, well, how am I going to gauge this reaction? Or do you, what's the process here? It's, um, well, for those of you who may not know, Manny is short for, as I know him, Manny Faberino, who is a Northern California-based independent wrestler who recently after WWE 2K19 last year, got signed to WWE. He's currently a part of NXT as uh, Mansoor Al-Shihail, which I believe is his real name. So that's who Viking was referring to when he said Manny. And he played Cole Quinn in 2K19. And it was so much fun to share a lot of the scenes with him because we did know each other in real life. We're friends in real life. And so the dynamic between Manny and I, I feel like really came through in 2K19 but to answer your original question, script for two, it's, it's literally as long as, if not longer than an entire movie. It's, it is a very carefully written, very thorough, very detailed script. So there's a lot to review beforehand. Um, they were really good with setting up um, for the longer scenes. They set up prompters for us. So it's like, even if we, if we weren't able to memorize everything, because they, they really didn't give us a lot of time to go over our lines before we had to be there and actually start doing the thing. So it's like 
they would set up prompters with our eye lines so that we could follow along because some of those promos go on for a couple of minutes. There's a lot of talking in 2K19. And last year, such a tight schedule that we maybe only had one or two, and in some rare instances, three takes to get what they needed to get. And everybody at 2K is just so damn good at what they do that even if Manny or I felt like we messed up or we could have done it better, there's a lot of... Um, they can manipulate just about anything between the sound and the movement, the camera positioning so that they can make it work. Um, so, I mean, last year they filmed the entire, my career mode in five days, just a, a standard work week, which wow. still blows me away that they were able to make it happen. But That's yeah, they incredible. were, you know, we got, but we would, you know, we'd get there at like eight in the morning and we probably wouldn't leave until five thirty or six at night. So you know, there were some, some long days of shooting, but once you get into a rhythm and once you just kind of forget that there are cameras on you and that, you know, you're in this super sterile, almost matrix like environment, you do find a rhythm and you do just get into this kind of groove where there were some days where we were just cranking out scene after scene after scene, just one take. And it's like, all right, we got it on to the next one. Damn. That is, that is ridiculously impressive. I mean, just the fact that they've managed to even do it even in five days I mean, do you feel like if you were if you were working at 2K that the game may possibly benefit from a two-year schedule rather than a yearly release, or...? I, as far as the quality of the game, I think so, um, but I don't know. I mean, they have a dedicated team that only works on WWE uh, for, you know, the... I mean, I'm sure there are some people that are already thinking about next year's game like not next year's next year's game like they're thinking a year or two ahead um so from a quality of the game uh perspective yes i do think it, they could benefit from a two-year cycle but there's too much i mean there are people that are going to be buying it every year regardless of it's like wrestlemania people can moan and complain all they want about what they like or what they don't like you're gonna watch wrestlemania oh 100%. so it's like wwe fan a gamer or both you can moan and complain all you want there is a good chance you're gonna buy the game each and every year because you've got you know new features new superstars um upgrades in just about every department tweaks in every department so you know there's just from a business sense there's just too much money to be made to not crank one out every year oh of course i mean i've i've been told that the reason they crank out every year is also because the contract with WWE contractually ob obligates them to pump one out every year. Yeah, I mean, that that's the first I'm hearing of that, but it would not surprise me at all. Um, you know, I'm sure once, you know, once NBA games and NFL games, I mean, Madden, I think, was the first to probably do it, where it's just like, why don't we just crank one out every year? So much changes in the NFL from year to year. It's like their fan base is rabid enough that they're gonna eat it up and every they, time they crank out yeah you're right and so, they do don't they they're every year it is a top seller and it's what i i mean it's got to be hundreds of millions of dollars if not more than that in ea's pocket especially considering that they have the exclusivity to the nfl so for 2k to have gaming is concerned exclusivity to wwe then it's like okay we'll give you exclusivity but you got to give us a game every year yeah, I mean that would that would totally make sense to me. 
The other thing I wanted to ask you as well is last year when we talked, um, I I remember you saying that you hadn't played the game yet and you hadn't played yeah. My Career. You were weighing up your options whether or not to go to PS4 or Xbox One. Have you played the game yet? Have you decided on a console? I have played the game. Uh, I ended up uh, going with Xbox One. I just, from the feedback that I got, Xbox One just seems to be just got a little bit more positive feedback from the people that I talked to. So uh borrowed the Xbox, uh, played through a little bit of my career, but also <laughs> by the, I mean, by the time WWE 2K19 came out, I think within the first couple of days, uh, somebody had already uploaded the entire, every single cutscene from my career mode to YouTube. Oh, yeah. So like, I'm right off. Like I'll admit that I'm not the most patient person, but <laughs> I was like, if all if all the cutscenes are on YouTube, then I, I can refer to them as I need to rather than play through the entirety of my career. Yeah. But also, I'm not going to lie, like, nothing's ever going to take the place of no mercy for me. Like, I will I will give every wrestling game a chance, but they're as far as, you know, for where I was as a fan and as a gamer and in life and all those other things like. No Mercy is still the all-time top spot for me. So as much as I would love to be, you know, honestly say that um, I've played through all of my career mode, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I have to admit, I have just started picking it up again as well myself. Uh, I had a bit of a hiatus, and I'm currently on the uh, the Matt Hardy. I'm just about to go into the multiverse with Matt Hardy. Oh, my God. That was so much fun. That was so much fun to do that scene. Yeah, so I am. I'm super excited to to start playing it again. But if I was going to ask you, what would you take if there was something that something that really stands out to you from No Mercy that you think is that's the feature that kept me hooked? What w- what would it be, and would you put it in Two K nineteen to make it better? A tough call because No Mercy came out in I think fall of two thousand, which was just right around the absolute peak of the Attitude Era. So oh you have yeah, just- that was a good era. Oh, just the amazing roster. Um, you've got greatest of the great superstars, but really more than anything, it was so easy to just pick up and play that game, but also took so much effort to really master it. I think it's one of the most accessible play engines to exist in any game ever, really just a fighting game engine. Like the grapple based system just made it so much fun and even though you had to grapple to do like your finisher and and almost everything else except for strikes it just made it so much fun and so if there was one thing i could take from no mercy and put it into um the 2k franchise it would be that that gameplay those controls the grapple based system um and you know i i feel like that that's kind of a wet dream for a lot of gamers my age who did grow up playing WCW versus NWO and Revenge and WrestleMania 2000 and of course No Mercy and I was even attached to that gameplay style enough that I like followed Def Jam Vendetta for a little while which I don't know if anybody remembers that but it was like a pro wrestling game with uh, Jam um, like record (laughs) company. I remember Um, that game. That game was absolutely amazing. That was was fantastic. over the top moves and just everything was so absurd like 
do yourself a favor and, and go on YouTube right now. And just look up Def Jam Vendetta finishers. Like they're so brutal. And if I remember WWE attempted to do an arcade style game, I think it was called All Stars. WWE All Stars. Yeah, that, back in like that's um I can't remember when that was, but it was like it, it, yeah I think it was in the uh, late two thousands. Um, just before I can't I can't actually remember, but that game was actually, massively over the top. I think because we did we actually made that a part of tough enough um but top but i'm just like oh it's just uh it's just not the same it's like get, let's just get that engine what do we have to do to get that no mercy engine into the 2k franchise i i think you know when you come to the things like that like the whole grapple system i mean the grapple system that we have now is good it's not robust you know it's not it's definitely right. not like no mercy you know you are quite limited to what you can do you know there's there's a, a medium grapple there's a strong grapple and there's four moves for each of those um right. you know and that's not that's, that's not something that you'd have if you're going to have somebody like a technical wizard out there like a Zack Sabre Jr. or you're gonna have a high flyer like a pack or a ricochet or you know you're gonna have somebody like Alistair Black you're gonna have a lot more moves in your repertoire than four uh, maybe eight at the most for grapples you're not gonna have eight grapples you're gonna have more than that yeah exactly and I don't know if you know because that that um I mean it was from 2000 it was from 99 2000 like 2001 right around that time so it's like I don't know if the gameplay and just the sheer amount of detail and depth that you can put into a video game would be a good translation for that grapple system. But, you know, I think I think I speak for just about all wrestling gaming fans who are just like, man, if you could take the polish and the depth of a 2K19 with the controls of a No Mercy, you would just have dangerously close to the perfect pro wrestling game. Okay, well, let's talk about something that a lot of people are, are really pushing for in this year's game, and that's GM mode. Did you ever have any experience with that on SmackDown vs. Raw series? Can't say I did. Uh, SmackDown vs. Raw is kind of when I started falling out of the wrestling video game. Uh, I guess just devoting my time to that. Like, I enjoyed smackdown and i enjoyed oh god what was it know your role and i think the next one was actually shut your mouth and that was here comes the pain and then i think it became smackdown versus raw after that yeah. so time where i was just kind of like ah, it's just not really doing it for me anymore but also to be fair the more the busier i got with actually with pro wrestling like my actual career in pro wrestling the less i wanted to play wrestling well I, I think that was probably it. it's more than likely you've gone yeah it's just not it's just not hitting it for me now now i'm doing the real thing i've got the realism here haven't i so you don't need to play computer games when you live in it do you right i mean it was i would use like create a superstar to kind of like you know what would this look like or should i should i add this move to my repertoire. So it was kind of like using create a superstar to actually see if I wanted to implement those changes into my real life character. But after a while, it was just kind of like, yeah, I'm, I'm over it a little bit. See, that's that, that is interesting. That is quite unique. I've never heard that take before of being an independent wrestler and going to the 2k or any WWE franchise game and going, I'm going to check out the mood set and see if there's anything I can add to my real life <laughs> repertoire. Like that is probably the most condensed database of moves oh, yeah. 
like that you could have that is actually a brilliant idea like you just go through that and anything that anybody's ever done almost is in that right. game for you to select you could literally do it and exactly. go oh man i think i could copy that because i've got it all on here in video and i can even scroll around it and do it all in live 3d <laughs> that is yeah. that is that is unique aj and this was like before uh youtube was even a thing so it's like you couldn't just go on youtube and be like okay let's see what wrestling moves and you know such and such as top 10 maneuvers or whatever it was like no this is this is the most thorough database of on-demand <laughs> wrestling moves available right now so um and i'm sure i'm not the only one who did that too but like that's how i started playing the game wrestling and then after a while it's just kind of like eh, i get it you know, I, I had my fun, but I, I'm good. I mean, there's some moves that you definitely wouldn't be able to do with that. I mean, I certainly wouldn't go on there and go, hmm, I wonder how you do that 6.30 cent on that Ricochet does and try and master yeah. it by looking at that game. Pretty to look at, and those ones are also just like, yeah, uh, there's no way. There, I don't even want to try that on, like, a crash pad or anything else. Like, uh, that one's fun to watch, but not not for me. No, I, I honestly, like, Will Ospreay and Ricochet are just, they're two completely different competitors than what I have, than what a lot of people have actually seen before. So it's crazy to see, like, that style has become very ingrained, really, in what we do now, isn't it? Absolutely. And it's so much fun to watch those uh, performers uh, just continue to, apply their craft to bigger and bigger stages. I mean, obviously you got uh, Ricochet um, and, oh God, teaming with, I think, Alistair, right? Against the War Raiders. Oh, at, yeah. uh, I mean, that card is stacked from, from top to bottom, but like a teaming with somebody as big and athletic as Alistair against two just monsters like the War Raiders uh, is one of the matches I'm looking forward to the most act takeover but ricochet is it's not often i think you get to say that such and such is unlike anyone you've ever seen uh and i wasn't super familiar with ricochet when he was on the indies i had seen you know clips on youtube or uh yeah clips on youtube and floating around social media but now that he's on such a big stage it's just like holy crap this guy is out of this world yeah, he is absolutely amazing. I was very lucky in my local promotion to see uh, Will Ospreay take on uh, Shane Strickland or Prince Puma. Oh my god! Yeah. Oh my god! So that must have been phenomenal. It was absolutely unreal. So, if anybody is is any is at all familiar with Riptide Wrestling in Brighton, please go ahead and check out. It was like their first ever show, and they put on that as their main event. Oh. It was crazy. It was so good. It was just how you make a statement for your first show. <laughs> I put put those guys in the main event and just watch the jaws drop. And they did. They did. They dropped. It was crazy. Honestly, there were lots. There were several hundred thuds on the floor of just draw, jaws hitting it. So <laughs> yeah. it was it was crazy, man. Absolutely amazing. I will never see like anything like that again. I don't think you know just the yeah. work those two do. So. I am. I'm. In, I've just always been super impressed with that. But you brought up Takeover, and I did want to get your opinion and uh, get some predictions. I suppose it were for WrestleMania weekend. Do you want to go yeah. through those with me? Do it. Okay. Right. So at Takeover, 
the first match that we have, I don't know if you're overly familiar with it, is going to be the UK Championship, and it's going to be Pete Dunne taking on Walter. How familiar yeah. are you with Walter? It was, I ring announced for a show that Walter was on, uh, an all-pro wrestling show in the San Francisco Bay Area not too long ago, which was my first time actually seeing him uh, perform live. And knowing, watching how he works, and then knowing how Pete Dunne works, like... These two are going to beat the snot out of each other. <laughs> and it probably like it's it's gonna be a snug fest for sure. But it's I also just have such an appreciation. It's almost like a refined that these guys bring to the table. There's definitely it's not just like every time they hit each other. There's it's a sickening thud, but it's almost like it's exquisite precision that a lot of competitors don't bring to the table when they just lay it in the way these guys lay it in. So, you know, it's say this about every match at takeover, but I am so looking forward to uh, Pete Dunn and Walter, who again, are just, I, I think it's going to be the most physical match of the evening. Oh, hundred percent. And Walter is ridiculously intimidating as a human being. Anyway, his, yeah. his sheer yeah, presence these guys like pete dunn's not the biggest guy but he's just got that look on his face that's like if you look at me wrong i will mess you up oh yeah and walter <laughs> just again not a quote-unquote body guy he doesn't have a six-pack he's not like jack to the gills but he's built like a dude who will mess you up so when you get two guys in there who i completely believe can beat the crap out of somebody in real life it's like oh my god i can't wait to see what these two are gonna concoct and i just don't think that Everybody who's ever seen a takeover quite understands what's going to happen if Walter gets hold of Pete Dunne's chest because he will physically oh. slap the air out of his lungs. That is yeah. not that is not like a, a me over exaggerating. That is just the physical power of the man's hand hitting with such a force on Pete Dunne's chest that he will not be able to breathe. Yeah, and the chop is such a common move, too. Like, you see it almost in every match. Chop has just become kind of commonplace in wrestling. And, you know, it's not a particularly spectacular strike. It's been commonplace for a long time. But when you talk about the most devastating chops, it's a short, short list of maybe three people. And Walter is at, if not, is, is near, if not at the top of that list. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I've got to be honest to you, I would not want to be chopped by Walter at all. Not, yeah. not certainly not on the chest, never in the face. That's just not... Oh my a... god. <laughs> yeah, not, not in the face. I'm sure a back chop will make you regret all your life decisions. Yeah, I, I swear to God. That, the, the man is just... He's, he's, some, he's something else. And I just... Yeah. Who you got? I, I personally believe that right now, Pete Dunne has done all he can do in in the UK, and that he actually deserves a run on the main roster, but probably with the SmackDown brand. So I would say Walter wins, and he carries the NXT UK brand from now. Okay, um, want to agree with you, but I think um, I think Walter over because Walter just being Walter is over, but. I feel like it's too soon in his run to be on a 
and to beat somebody who's been champion for how many days now? I mean, easily to two years now, I think, right? Yeah, he is the longest reigning champion in WWE that we've had like for a long time. He he beat Brock Lesnar's Brock Lesnar's reign with the Universal Championship. So, wow. Yeah. So I don't think I don't think it's time to I don't think it's I don't think Walter is the person to interrupt that run yet. So I'm predicting Pete Dunne takes the victory on that one. Ooh, controversial. Still, yeah. in, in any case, I am looking forward to Walter applying that chop and people not oh, actually God. being able to go woo like they would normally, but actually going, oh, Christ. Because <laughs> <You know? laughs> that is the difference that's between a Walter chop and a normal chop. I hope he chops them hard enough that that's what, in, instead of woo, the entire crowd in unison just goes, oh, Christ, every yeah, time. Every time. Just, oh, my God. Just It's oh, just, just, just it hits him three times, and then just like, stop, he's already dead. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. Okay, um, next up, we've got the NXT Tag Team Championship, and that's War Raiders taking on Ricochet and Alistair Black, who won the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic. So who's you, who have you got in this one? Who's who's you? Who are you really looking at? Um, I'm going with the War Raiders. I think Alistair and Ricochet. Uh, they've been going back and forth between the main roster and NXT, and I think um, they're not team that was just kind of put together. You know, I mean, they have you know aesthetically, um, they don't really have anything in common. Their styles are somewhat similar. You know, Alistair has proven that he is extremely athletic for his size and Ricochet is I've said, but, um, with the war Raiders, um, you know, they've been, they're a team. They have been a team for a long time. And I think in order to, I think it would, and I hate that I'm using, like, I'm pulling the curtain back to find a reason to predict a winner. Cause it is kind of fun to just be like, treat it like it's we're espn right now and be like who would win oh yeah i go with the war raiders i think they are doing i think they're really representing the tag team division at nxt well right now and i think it kind of hurts that division if the tag team titles go to a team who aren't really a team if that makes sense no i think you're completely right on this one and the thing is is that it's one of those matches much like the uk championship match where you kind of can't help but pull back the curtain because there are things that we know as viewers that that interrupt the story so we know ricochet and Alyssa black could go into the main roster so we we understand that more than likely there is a very very slim chance that they'll win and it's going to stay with the war raiders who are going to represent the tag team division in nxt so I might pick the War Raiders as well, but the next match, this is where it gets a bit more interesting because you can't pull back the curtain on this one. This isn't something you can put this back from, and that is Velveteen Dream versus Matt Riddle for the North American Championship. Yeah, and this one, both of these guys are so stupid talented. Um, their characters are such from each other that I'm just, I'm just as I said, I'm looking forward to this one a lot, but I'm really looking forward to seeing how these characters are going to clash just as much as the physicality of the match itself. Oh, you, you I, honestly, like every time I think of Velveteen Dream, I go back to his rivalry with Alistair Black and just how polarizing those two people are because they are is literally 
uh, a super camp guy and and a ridiculously over the top you know gothic character and it was that sort of you know that polarizing figures that really made it but velveteen dream versus matt riddle it is literally like the the classiness of, of velveteen dream going against the surfer hipster dude of matt riddle the story writes right. itself it does and as I understand, is only like 23, 24. He's still so young. He's so stupid talented. And it sounds like he has his head on straight. And obviously Matt Riddle is was such a badass in uh, the MMA world. And he's translated his charisma from MMA to WWE really well. Um, it's too close to call. Like, you flip a coin on this one. Um I'm not aware of any behind the curtain clues that can point to a winner, but I think uh, smart. To, I guess if there's one, it's Velveteen Dream. They know how talented Velveteen is. They know that if they, he's probably the future of NXT, if not WWE. And I like that they're not pushing him to the moon too fast. So my, or who wins this match has to go to Velveteen because I think they want to keep the title on him. I would actually agree with you on this one. Um, I think Velveteen would more than likely win this. And the reason that I say that is because this is his first, this is his first actual, you know, defense of this title. You know, Matt Riddle has got a lot that he can do in NXT still. You know, there's there's still the NXT championship. There's still another match with the Velveteen Dream. I think this rivalry is just getting started, you know? and. Yeah, and I, so too. and I think at the end of the day that although Velveteen Dream hasn't been wrestling long and neither has Matt Riddle, Velveteen has a lot that he could offer Matt Riddle in in beefing up his character and in you know building him up in in NXT and WWE because Matt Riddle although he's known very well in the independent scene, he's not known massively in WWE, I don't think. Um right. But Velveteen is just a character that is transcending from NXT to the main roster, you know, people are starting to know who he is. And considering he didn't even win, you know, the, their version of Toughing Up for that year, he got knocked down, right. didn't he? So, but he took everything that Hulk Hogan said to him and he dialed it up to, you know, from maybe a five to like a 15 and oh, just, yeah. and just became this completely different person. And the funny thing is, is that it actually worked. So, <laughs> I mean, you and I were talking earlier about um, how Hogan talked people into the arena and guys like Austin and Rock. And Velveteen, I think, is as good in the ring as he is good a performer with this character, which makes him absolutely lethal as far as his contributions to wrestling in the near and probably distant future if he can stay healthy. And like I said, it sounds like youth the ass yet so and it sounds like he's got his like i said he's got his head on straight and it's not going to i mean obviously when you're young and you're in a position of of success and you're riding this wave of momentum it's easy for that to go to your head doesn't sound like it's happening with velveteen it sounds like wwe could have like a major player for the next 15 20 years oh 100 i mean he could definitely definitely be the first you know Af- african-american um is it WWE champion easily because if it doesn't happen at WrestleMania. Well, this is just, yeah, if it doesn't happen, I mean, I'm really gunning for Kofi, but we'll come to that. 
we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll get to it. We'll get ourselves. So the next one is Shayna Baszler versus Kyrie Sane versus Io Shirai and Bianca Belair. So I'm not sure if you're overly familiar with all of the names on the list or Um enough, I think. I, I I'm familiar with Shayna, Bianca, and Kyrie, not as much uh Eo. But um there's a lot going on in this match with it being a four way. I mean, is it I don't even know is it you tag in people so it's only two at a time or No, it it's literally four- yeah, it's a it's a fatal four way. It's a tornado, as they would have called it back then. Yeah, it's fatal okay. four way. This one is gonna be absolute chaos and I mean Shayna has been champion for a while now. Um I don't think it goes to EO. I don't mm, badass. Shayna is just a walking murder machine like and the thing is is that recently she's had help from uh, maria shafir and jessamine duke as well so yeah she's she's got backup yeah uh and it is i mean it's wrestlemania weekend so i think i mean obviously i don't want to i hate quoting the cliche but anything can happen wrestlemania weekend but my gut tells me that shana retains in this one I want to say that Shayna retains because I can see the screw over coming almost in the setup of yeah. maybe a six man tag match with, you know, Kyrie Sane and Neo Shirai and Bianca Belair taking on Shayna Baszler and Marina Shafir and Jessamine Duke. But at the same time, part of me kind of really wants Kyrie Sane to have another reign with that yeah. championship because she's done so much for NXT and she has she has she didn't really get enough of a of a an opportunity before which is a damn shame Shayna just basically yeah. came in and just stole it straight away eo is actually i would say the the dark horse out of all of this even though she's not really she's a former world of stardom champion same as Kyrie. um she's got the pedigree she is definitely phenomenal in the ring if you haven't seen her and honestly she's i don't know i would say Kyrie this time i'm gonna go yeah, a little bit differently okay. But then we've got the match that is the main event of NXT TakeOver, which is Johnny Gargano versus Adam Cole in a two out of three falls match. Now, bearing in mind, Johnny Gargano has recently turned face again, and Adam Cole has taken the place of Champa because of a neck injury. So this is for the NXT Championship, which is currently vacant. I mean, where do we, where do we even begin? Because this match, as incredible as the undercard is, like... If there's two guys in NXT right now that can outshine their card, it's these two. Um, has extremely high expectations. I think it's going to meet it and surpass them. Um, has Champa had surgery yet? I know he surrendered the title, but has he actually gone through surgery? Yet? Yeah, Champa has had the surgery. They're hoping for a quicker turnaround, but he could be out for anywhere between six and fourteen months. Sure, sure. Well, I mean, I asked because I wasn't sure if he was actually going to have a presence at this show. So if he has had surgery, I doubt that he's going to be doing anything a long, long time, which really sucks because, man, he he's another guy. Like, Ricochet and his athleticism is to Champa and his character and his heat and just about what he's done with that, with that character. It's amazing. But, um... I feel like I have to pull back the curtain to see who's going to actually come away with the win on this one. Um, 
you know, also flirting with the main roster. Um, I kind of like the idea that Cole wins and Gargano still gets Gargano gets the call up. And it's like, he never had that NXT championship run and it remains to be an item on his bucket list until he decides, you know, until the time is right to come back and get it. Um, I don't know. You got to pick. You got to pick. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I think it's Adam Cole. I think Adam Cole wins. Do you know what? That is exactly what I'm going for. But mine's a little bit different as to why he would win. So for me, Adam Cole wins. And the reason he does is because Adam Cole, as a heel, can carry NXT with the Undisputed Era very, very easily. But I think maybe they should save Johnny Gargano for the eventual payoff of beating Champa and finally putting him down and then call him up. I feel like calling him up without Champa is is diminishing his character because he needs this big win. He needs this story to finish. And I just think that leaving it open like that is just it's not how it should go down. Yeah. I, I think that makes a ton of sense. Um, and it does suck when you when you put it like that. It does suck that Champa had to really come with the title and get that surgery because there's still so much. As much story as Champa and Gargano have told so far, there is still more story to tell. And it sucks that it's just to wait for another year or so. But that means, I mean, I'm already thinking about like for next year's WrestleMania and what that looks like. Because if Champa. I mean, the dude's an absolute beast as far as like taking care of himself and and uh, his his just takes care of himself. And so, my guess is that takeover next year is going to be uh, just the next chapter as far as Gargano and Champa are concerned. Whatever that means. I think you're probably right. But what we'll do now is we'll move on to WrestleMania, and we'll we'll pick we'll out three hours because. <sighs> rumored 17 matches it's ridiculous i i think i think this is it's getting to a point now where you have to ask yourself why aren't they just doing this over wrestlemania weekend and making the whole event two days right and it's it's and it sucks because as much as they can get away with it because like i said it's like you're gonna watch wrestlemania you're going to watch you may fall asleep halfway through but wwe they don't have to four or five weeks ahead of time anymore because they're not trying to sell pay-per-views they're trying to sell network subscriptions and so if they have your 9.99 a month um hell they can a match that makes you want to pull your hair out like corbin and they're like yeah they're gonna watch anyway yeah that that match when that got announced i just i i, I think i could see kurt angle's soul die just just a little bit in his eyes. Just like, this is what they're giving me. Are you, I mean, are you actually being serious? And, is, you... and that's I don't know, like... I hope there's, uh, there's time to tell more story. I mean, there's time to tell more story at WrestleMania. But part of the fun of WrestleMania, I think, is looking forward to that match. And that angle or that story or that climax or whatever it is. And Baron Corbin and Kurt Angle just gives you nothing to look forward to because you feel like it's been thrown together at the last minute. Exactly. And I mean, as a performer, like, you know, Baron Corbin's there, I'm not whatever, but 
to a question nobody asked. <laughs> well, what we'll do is we'll go through a few of the matches that we have on here because not yeah. everything's been finalized yet. Um, but the first match we'll get, we'll, we'll skip Asuka because we don't know who's going to be the number one contender yet. That's being decided on Tuesday. Um, yeah. We'll go for Samojo versus Rey Mysterio for the US Championship. Um, I'm going to pick Joe to retain. I think that was a very smart choice. Mysterio doesn't yeah. need the championship. He's the legend in his own right, and Samoa Joe definitely deserves a decent run with the championship. His first one on the main roster. Can you believe that? Yeah, I mean, and they took their time with it too. They, I, Joe could have walked in. I mean, obviously he ran roughshod on NXT for a while, but I agree. I think Joe is due and deserving of a nice lengthy run with the U.S. Championship. And you're right, Mysterio is is a legend, an icon, a future Hall of Famer. Um. You know, he's just and he's doing some amazing things at this point in his career, too. Like, don't get me wrong. But yeah, I think they are, there's more to a Joe victory than a Mysterio victory. 100%. I mean, I don't know about you, but I believe that he should have been universal champion um, when he had his match against Brock Lesnar. And I, I honestly, we're going back to that whole thing about promos again. And Joe is another one of those guys that can cut a promo and just be so ridiculously believable that you yeah. think that he is legitimately going to choke someone out, which is fantastic. Yeah, it, it just makes it all that much more to subscribe to the uh, the believability of his character. 100%. And a lot of that, I'm sure, may not even be his character. That's probably just Joe getting fired up. Maybe. I, I just, I absolutely loved it when he, he was screaming in Brock Lesnar's face that he didn't beat him. He survived. Yeah. And that was that was the quote for me. You didn't beat me, you survived. And that was just saying it, it just it just saved his character. It did the yeah. you know, the fact that Brock Lesnar beat him didn't matter. The fact that he came in the ring, stared him in the face and said, You didn't beat me, you survived. And we're all Just like, yep, they yay did actually yeah. thinking about it. <laughs> okay, so we got the next match, which is AJ Styles versus Randy Orton. And this brings up a point about this year's WrestleMania for me. There's a lot of matches on here that I just don't really feel super emotionally invested in. Which you know, if you have, you know, my God, I mean, they're easily going to be double digit matches, maybe closer to twenty than fifteen, but like. You're not going to be into all of them, but there's one where both the guys are fantastic in the ring. Um, I think the match is going to be great. I'm just not, I just don't really care a whole lot about who wins and who loses. What's like, what are the stakes here? Is it just bragging rights? I'm pretty sure it's just bragging rights. It is, it's for the for the name to be, to be the face of that runs the place of SmackDown. Essentially, that's what it is. It's just, I don't know. I don't know why. It's a thing, but apparently it's just the right to call SmackDown Live their house. That's all it is. Yeah. All right. Well, I mean, so there are, you know, there are stakes, I guess, but not I really. don't really care. <laughs> yeah, not, not, not so much. Um, I'm picking AJ Styles. Yeah, I think I would always pick AJ Styles, but just as just to play devil's advocate, I'm going to go Randy Orton. Just because, 
Only only reason I'm saying that is because Randy's having a little bit of a resurgence at the moment, and I feel like maybe they want to play up to that. You know that. I could be. I mean, I know he's. I think he's in his 40s now. Like he may not have a whole lot of time left. He's had an amazing career. He's another guy that I feel like really doesn't need the victory. I mean, AJ Styles is also in his 40s. Like they're both around the same age, but obviously Orton has had a far longer run in WWE than AJ Styles has. And if I had to pick somebody that would, again, if we're looking at who would benefit more from the victory, I think it's AJ Styles. Yeah. I mean, in any case, I don't think either of them really benefit from it. I think it's just kind of a throwaway match, isn't it? That you just don't really care about. It's it's just a... It's just a... it's just kind of there. And what does that tell you about this year's WrestleMania when Randy Orton and AJ Styles are in a quote unquote throwaway match? Yeah, I know. And that's just sad. That's just sad. But we do have a good match coming up, which is Buddy Murphy versus Tony Nice for the Cruiserweight Championship. Yeah, which is probably going to be on the pre show. Um, and which, you know, the Cruiserweight division. I think deserves better than that because I think they're some of the hardest workers in WWE. Um, the match is going to be off the charts. I'm sure I just, it's going to be so early in the show. And I mean, I don't know for sure that it's going to be part of the pre-show. I'm just guessing here, but if it is, it's going to be so early in the show when people are still kind of filing into the building. And it really takes away, I think from the importance of not just the match, but the match that represents the cruiserweight division that WWE has been trying to build over the last, what, like three, four, maybe even five years at this point. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a bit of a shame really. I mean, Buddy Murphy is incredibly talented and so is Tony Nice. So I know these two are going to put on an absolute classic as they would whenever they face each other. Oh yeah. And I, I think we're going to, we may see, mm, I, I'm, I'm caught. Mm, this is quite tough actually. Okay, yeah. I'm, I'm going to think maybe we see Tony Nese dethrone Buddy Murphy, and Buddy Murphy maybe makes a jump to the main roster following, uh, you know, Mustafa Ali. Yeah, I hope so. I mean, just for the sake of of, of Buddy. Um, fun fact: he and I were actually a part of the same tryout um, that he got signed with. So it was he and I got to like together. So I just, you know, I'm I'm kind of pulling for Buddy whenever I see him uh, work, but. Uh, I think I, I think the title stays on Buddy. I think Buddy's hell of a champion for the for the cruiserweight division, and I think it stays that way. I uh, yeah, I I truly believe that Buddy Murphy is one of the most talented men that has been ridiculously overlooked for years now. Yeah, you know, and more power to him. The guy is just you know he's phenomenal, and I would like to see. I think in any case, if he keeps the championship, it's still good. If he loses it, then he goes to the to I suppose really the main roster, either Raw or SmackDown, where he can actually ply his trade there and get more exposure. I think that yeah. would be a an even bigger win. Um, I agree, but we'll, we'll we'll see what happens with that one. The next one's Kurt Angle versus Baron Corbin, which we were talking <laughs> about earlier. Which is just just why, just why. Well, and that's the thing we don't we don't know why. You know what I mean? Like. I- there's still hope that there's a curveball being thrown somewhere. I, I would hope so. I really, I really hope so. I just feel like that there's, I mean, WrestleMania is not without its. And if there's any match that they are going to throw a curveball, they are going to surprise us. I just really hope it's this one. Um, I mean, somebody posted on Twitter the other day that you could imagine if Corbin's supposed to be coming out, 
and um, somebody's laid out Corbin out the back, and you're thinking, sure. okay, what's happened here? And Kurt Angle's already in the ring. He's waiting for, for Corbin to come out, and he's like, well, what's going on? I'm supposed to be having my, my go-away match. And the music that hits is basic thugonomics, and John oh, Cena... Oh, and John Cena comes out as, as you know, chain gang Cena. Right. Oh, man, that would be amazing. That would be so cool if that, like, especially that it's basic thugonomics and not, you know, ba 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 ba. Yeah. Yeah. We, we go back to how it was, you know, the character that he really was back in that time. That would be amazing. That would be amazing. Um, I don't think the match would be as good, but equally amazing is if the lights go out and uh, the Undertaker. Oh, that... I don't think he's involved with this WrestleMania yet. No, there are rumors that he is getting something, but we're not sure what yet. But I don't particularly want to see the Undertaker again. If, if yeah. in, not in a not in a bad way, in a in a I don't. Unless he's in the right shape, unless he's in, you know, in in good shape, and he's not going to go out there, and we're going to think, oh man, I'm seeing the Undertaker, that would be fantastic. Rather than, oh man, I'm going to see the Undertaker. Oh, yeah, I, yeah, I, I hope he's, he's all right. Didn't ex- I mean, that entire uh, kind of cluster in uh, Saudi Arabia wasn't great. <laughs> um, no, I mean this is just it. When you when you look at the whole thing overall. You know, you look at The Undertaker and the way he performed with John Cena, it was a quick throwaway match last right, year. Right. And it, was, it wasn't it was anything. It was more just a quick payday. Undertaker gets seen. John Cena gets seen. We have a little bit of fun, and, and that was it. But I think, really, if you look at it, you know, when we did have those matches and we've seen Undertaker the last few years, we're seeing a broken man who has given his all to wrestling. And I don't want to see him not being able to walk because of... You know, doing one more, you know, match with WWE. You know, I just, I would personally rather see him at, you know, conventions and and anything like that where he wants to come out and say, look, you know, and talk about his time. I don't need to see him wrestle anymore, you know? Yeah, I I agree. I mean, I think the the mystique is not, it's definitely not as vibrant as it was the last, you know, the mystique hasn't been as vibrant as I think a lot of us would like. Um, you know, I'm sure he's, he's paid and made for the rest of his life. Um, it's the kind of thing he just likes coming back at WrestleMania. Like I couldn't, I couldn't can't blame him if he just wants to come back on the biggest stage WWE has and have some fun for five or 10 minutes. Oh yeah. I, 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 I like the original idea. I would love if it's specifically basic thugonomics Cena. <laughs> Uh, as long as it's not just as long as the match as Kurt Angle versus Baron Corbin. Yeah. Yeah, I think we can agree with that. But in in all honesty, I'd hope that Kurt Angle would win this. Yeah, oh, me too. I mean, I know there's like the whole thing about doing the honors and going out on your back and all this stuff, but I think give Kurt Angle the victory. Let the crowd chant, you suck, as he wins one more time, and you know, call it a call it a career, and you know, yeah, we don't definitely. we don't need any more heat on Corbin because right now he's got go away heat, and that's not good. 
exactly exactly change the channel heat yeah that is that's that's the wrong kind of heat and if he wins it'll be even more like oh no i'm turning it off and you don't want right. that it's gonna be on the wwe booking team which you know you don't that's not the kind of heat that they want no. i mean yeah my vote for regardless of what happens kurt angle gets the win hope it's not on baron corbin yeah and maybe we get some basic thugonomics. Yes. Right, Shane McMahon versus The Miz. Finally, a match you can care about somewhat. <laughs> Fans demand it. This is, this is a match in the making that's been going on for a long time. And The Miz, long serving in the WWE now, has earned the respect of the WWE Universe. We have to admit this now. It's been a long time that he, since he started. You know, he was a reality TV star. Nobody cared. Nobody wanted him as WWE champion. And now we're all craving it. It's crazy. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, and what a testament to his tenacity and willpower. And, you know, getting thrown out of locker rooms and chewed out by people and, you know, guys like, you know, JBL telling them you don't belong. I think it was JBL. Um, yeah, that would not surprise me. Yeah, he's got like, a reputation for it, doesn't he? Um, but yeah, I mean, he's super entertaining. He's he's definitely uh, made his dues. You know what I mean? He's made a bend into WrestleMania, even when he wasn't super over. Um, so good for him. But again, this is a match where I'm just kind of like changes if somebody wins this match. Like they're, you know, former tag team partners. They're the, you know, Shane McMahon's the best in the world, quote unquote, which in itself is hilarious to me. I, I feel um, like that's a deliberate poke at CM Punk. Oh God, it has to be. It has to be. Um, but I'm not really too passionate one way or the other i'm curious i think it's going to be an entertaining match um I, 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 who are you going for for the win then I, I got miz yeah i think that's the right call and i would like this to be the last time we see a mcmahon on tv for a little while <laughs> yeah I, just, I agree i don't i don't need to see that anymore I, I'm, I'm i'm at the point now where seeing a mcmahon just makes me go oh, what crap are they gonna book now and just I don't want to see it. I I actually pitched the idea. I don't know if you saw my tweet. Um, you know, I I'm I'm pretty sure you follow me on Twitter, don't you, AJ? Uh, I don't know. Let Let's find out. I think I think you should. We've got a relationship here now. This is <laughs> you now. Like, what are you at, Viking size gamer? That's the one. Yeah, but I did put out a tweet. Um. Where I was saying that obviously all the stuff that's been happening with Vince McMahon lately, you know, he's he's making matches, he's putting people in, he's suspending people for random things and doing like random matches with Kofi and things like that. I thought to myself, what what is going on here? And I I, yeah. I came up with the theory that we're getting a long term angle where Vince McMahon is slowly losing his mind. Okay. The, it's the long-term payoff is that Triple H eventually takes over everything that we, you know, that we know of. We see, we see the handover to to Triple H and Stephanie, and they eventually run WWE, and he retires to wherever it is, and he just steps back, and that's it. Okay. It could be a long-term angle. I would love this. This has been a long-term payoff because you'd see them confronting him. They'd be saying, 
What did you do to Kofi Kingston and New Day? Look what you did to Becky Lynch. What, what's going on there? Why are you not caring about Ronda Rousey? What's going on in your head, old man? You know, and yeah. you, you get the whole sense of things that maybe there's going to be a long-term story angle of McMahon eventually giving up that power to, to Triple H and Stephanie. And then, I... of course, you have the payoff of Shane McMahon versus Triple H at WrestleMania for control of the company. And then that's it. You never see a McMahon on Raw again. <laughs> I love that idea. I hope. I hope that actually happens. I mean, I, I part of me thinks that Vince really is going to have to die before he's like <laughs> off TV, not in a in a performer role because he is an incredible performer. I mean, and he's always going to be as long as he's alive. People, I think, are always going to know that he is the at the helm of WWE, and so. Ever since Austin versus McMahon, he's just been so iconic in that Mr. McMahon role that if he if somebody needs to get over or he feels like he needs to get some over, then just have him be the roadblock for people. Yeah, I mean, he and he does um, play that incredibly well, but yes, yes, he does. But usually, he only does it like for one person. He just like, no, you can't do that. And he kind of sent his attention to it, but he's just messing with loads of people right now. Right. And I think it, I think that does lend itself to a really fun, like almost an intervention. And Vince is such a ham. I imagine he'd love to do something like this where it's like Shane shows up, Stephanie shows up, maybe even Linda makes an appearance on TV and it's like, (laughs) well, in a wheelchair, completely stoic. Yeah, exactly. Like, they just kind of corner him, and they're like, uh, Vince, we need to talk. That, yeah. that would that would actually make sense. Yeah, yeah. And Vince, you know, maybe he's not on TV anymore, and, you know, he, obviously, I'm sh- like I said, he's going to have to die before he takes a day off and stops working for WWE. Um, I mean, he is WWE. He fucking built the thing. So, sorry, I swore right there. I don't know if we can swear on the show or not. No, that's fine. Um, I'll beep it out. I don't care. Um, but yeah, I, I love the sound of that angle and I would love to see it happen too. I think it can make for some very entertaining stuff and yes, a slow burn nowadays, please a slow burn angle. I would love to watch something build over six months or even an entire year to finally get this huge and triple H and Shane McMahon at WrestleMania. That's something that I would love to see. I'd love to see that. That would be fantastic. But I'll tell you what, what we're going to do is we're going to move on to the next match, which, yeah. speaking of slow burns, Triple H versus Batista in a no-holds-barred. That's, like, that's just, why, why is this match being put together? Don't get me wrong, I'm fine with it, I want to see it, mainly because it's Triple H and Batista, but why? Yeah, to get him on the card, I don't, uh, this is another one where I'm just like, to be 15 or 20 minutes like uh entrance to exit of just cares this is a main event from what wrestlemania 21 so like 14 years ago and now why because batista beat up rick flair like i think the reason was that batista wanted obviously to get what he wants give me what i want give me what just to scream right. and because he wanted Another match with the game because he couldn't, he didn't beat him before. He's never beat him on the main big stage, I don't think. Um, 
I don't, I don't think he's beaten him at WrestleMania before, and I think he wants that. Oh, he um, did. He beat Triple H, uh, main event of WrestleMania 21 for the World Heavyweight Championship. Oh, okay, I don't understand why he wants this match then. But apparently, uh, um, this is his last just, match before he officially retires. Yeah, well, I mean, in which case, you know, awesome. Big stage, big payday. Uh, you know, wrestling, I'm sure who he would call, someone he would call a mentor for a long time. So good for you. You're getting what you want. And thank you for the most gifable moment in like all of wrestling so far this year. Oh, it was fantastic. Yeah, it's just slobbering all over the microphone and everything. Like, geez, man. Yeah. Uh, but I... yeah, like you think about the United States Championship or the women's tag team championship or the cruiserweight championship match, and like how all these matches could be, I don't know. This match doesn't need to happen. Um, and could have been could be better spent for some of the guys who can't just call up Vince and be like, "Hey, I'd like to retire. Can we do it at WrestleMania?" And maybe I don't know Triple H. You know, I mean, I don't know. Now, now I'm just becoming an angry, bitter wrestling fan. Like <laughs> I made the other day. It's like the United States Championship and the Cruiserweight Title have been pushed to the pre-show, and the Andre the Giant Battle Royal is now part of Triple H's entrance. Yeah, I've seen that. That is just, I just, uh, I just, I don't even know anymore. I don't, yeah. I don't I mean, know. Great, that'll be fun, right? Yeah, I think it will. Yeah, I mean, it's always, I always like seeing what they come up with for Triple H's entrance. But at this point, you know, aside from Triple H's entrance, and hopefully they spring for the pyro for Batista doing the machine guns or whatever the hell that thing is. Yeah, machine gun um, pyro. I don't really care. If you had to pick one, though, oh, that's right. Well, but he, uh, well, shit. Um, <laughs> Triple H. Triple H. He's going for Triple H. So for me, I think you're completely right. And and just just on a side note, my favorite entrance for Triple H um, for his WrestleMania ones was the one where he had Alexa Bliss, uh, Charlotte Flair, and Sasha Banks um, as sort of like priestesses, and he was dressed in the skull and the cape, and everything. it was like a Conan oh. entrance. That one for me is one of his most badass entrances. Well, that was incredible. Lately, yeah. riding in a motorbike just seems lazy. Um, but then again, <laughs> you know, don't make the ramp a hundred feet away from the ring. You know, but but at the same time, though, cuts down on time. It. I mean, yes, it does. But I mean, we're going back to like the nineties during the Royal Rumble when we used to get them. You know, when we used to get the entrance brought in on those little trams because the 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 entrance rep was so far away you remember the ones where they used to have the little wrestling rings and they used to stand in those do, until yeah. they go, why 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 are we doing that and i think that it was wasn't it at one of the um wasn't it one of the wrestlemanias where the undertaker actually like popped out of the ramp halfway down because he's not walking all that way because his entrance would go from like you know 20 minutes to a full 45 minutes yeah, for real. Like it was him and Roman Reigns, and I was just like, uh, I was like, anybody want to like take a bet as to how long it's going to take the Undertaker to walk down the ramp? So when I saw him coming up halfway down, I was like, oh, thank God. Yeah, I think even he knew he was like, I cannot walk that slow. <laughs> yeah, for for a half a mile to the ring from the from the top of the entrance. Uh, for real. I mean, that was crazy. I'm yeah. I'm actually gonna go with um, Batista in this one, and he's just gonna get the he's just gonna get the payoff, and he's just gonna win. He gets what he wants. 
He gets what he wants. Give him what he wants. Yeah, I mean, that's fake. He's Drax, you know? We, we want to see this. Did you yeah. see the YouTube video? Somebody uh, took Give Me What I Want over uh, Spice Girls Wannabe. <laughs> no, I did not see that, but now oh, I have to. Doing and look for it, like... For those of you listening, stop what you're doing and look for it right now. Where it starts out, yo, give me what I want. Give me, give me what I want. <laughs> oh, okay. It's really funny. I am gonna, I'm gonna have to watch that because I'm just laughing at you doing it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so funny. Oh man, if it wasn't 10 a.m. here, if it wasn't 10 p.m. here, I would be, I would be roaring right now. But people are sleeping, so. <laughs> right, so. <laughs> On that note, we're going to move on to a little bit more of a serious matter. It's um, it's the Universal Championship match with Brock Lesnar taking on Seth Rollins. Now, here's kind of another one where I'm just like, about this match. Like, I'm I'm a big Brock fan. Like, I would love to get to a point in my career when I can throw the championship that I'm wearing in Vince McMahon's face and still have a job. Like. <laughs> Brock That's true. is a talent, basically. Nobody else could, could get away with that. Um, and Seth Rollins has never been a performer that really did a whole lot for me. Um, really? I just, yeah, like I just never really got super emotionally invested in what he did. I think he's a lot of fun to watch in the ring. He's an insane athlete. He's extremely resilient. Um, and, you know, but I've just never really cared about Seth Rollins the way you know, I feel the same way about Seth Rollins that I did about Edge when Edge had his run. Like I don't want to take anything away from them as performers, but for me, just as a fan, my own personal taste, I just never really felt the same way about Edge as I did other main eventers at the time, and I feel the same way about Seth Rollins. So want to see Brock win, and I think that's what's going to happen. See now, I kind of. I kind of get where you're coming from, especially with the Edge thing. For me, Edge was never better than when he was a cowardly, snidely heel. That was that was when he was at his peak. When he was cashing in, that was that was that was peak Edge for me. That was when I was interested. Other than that, I didn't really care. It wasn't really a big deal for me, apart from when he was tagging, when he was actually with Edge and Christian and in the Brood. That was, and that's what I think. That's what I think. He was at his best. I think he was best when he and Christian were reeking of awesomeness and doing all that stuff. Like he made for a really good, deranged, unhinged, obsessed, hyper focused maniac. But out of them, just like I know he's good, but I'm just not emotionally invested in him. You just and wanted to see him play the kazoo, didn't you? That was it. And just wear ridiculous sunglasses and play yeah. the kazoo and sing his own entrance music. Oh, that was the best. Ooh, you think you know me? Ooh, you think you know me? <laughs> but yeah, like of all the people that have fallen at Brock's feet, I don't feel like Seth Rollins is the guy to finally dethrone the monster at WrestleMania. I so you're saying Brock Lesnar then? Yep. Okay, well, I'm gonna go Seth Rollins, and the reason I'm gonna go Seth Rollins is because I actually really, really, I'm I'm completely on board with Seth Rollins as. Not only a performer, but as as holding my attention for the last few years. Even with his heel run, he was fantastic. Um, you know, and and even the fact that he's come back and he's 
He's done everything he can to get himself over with the universe, you know? Even little things like he didn't like his music, he didn't he didn't understand why Vince McMahon wanted to put the burn it down in, but he did, and it got in even more over. It's crazy. And I just think that he is fantastic on the mic, but it's not just how good he is on the mic, it is also down to his his actual in ring prowess is what gets him over as well. And yeah. I, I think at this point, Rollins needs that Universal Championship. Lesnar doesn't need it anymore. You know, he, he's not, he doesn't, it's not required for Lesnar to be Lesnar. Plus, Lesnar is going to cost them a buttload of money to keep him on board yeah. and away from UFC and, and go in and fight in um, Daniel Cormier because that match is going to be brutal when it does actually come around. I yeah. would like to see Seth Rollins walk out with that championship and then maybe we see a a, a face Roman saying, oh, well, you know, I can't wait to see, you know, for you to face you for that championship man on man and and then Seth Rollins do another heel turn on him just just for the sake of it. Right. Uh, well, we're going to have to agree to disagree on this one. I think so. Is- it's a shame because I value your opinion, but at the same time, Lesnar, he's done. I don't. I don't need to see multiple German suplexes over and over again. Ooh, there's right. a there's a thought. Walter versus Lesnar. Oh God, batting down the hatches. That would be crazy. Um, right. So actually, just going back to that kazoo one, I'm gonna I'm just gonna say it now. Do you remember when they did the kazoo with Edge? Um, and they did for Chris Benoit's theme. Oh God. I can imagine it, but I don't remember it specifically. I think they were playing it, and they sang, Chris Benoit is here, and he's really mad. Chris Benoit is here, and he's really angry. <laughs> just... <laughs> That's funny. Oh, that, that, that was amazing. He's just looking at them yeah. like he's going to kill them. It's just you know, that, yeah, exactly. that is just the look of Chris Benoit when he was back there. He was fantastic. Um, yeah. Rousey versus Lynch versus Flair for the Raw Women's Championship. This is supposed to be the main event of the evening. Of course, Charlotte Flair has been shoehorned in by a now deranged maniac, Vince McMahon, who doesn't know what he's doing because of his Alzheimer's. Um, hey. So, who's your pick for this one and why? Uh, Becky. Um, I would be appalled if she didn't get her moment at WrestleMania after the last six months, last year that she's had. Uh, I think she is the reason that this is looking like it's going to be the main event. All due respect to Charlotte. I think Charlotte's lucky to be there. I really wish this was just Becky and Rhonda. Is That's where I feel the story is. But I think it's cool that Charlotte is there in the respect of uh, art of history. Like, let's, assuming that this is the main event, to have those three there uh, and be the first all-female main event of WrestleMania. Like, I'm glad it's those three. But from a story perspective, I wish it was just Becky and Ronda. But my vote for who I want to win and who I think will win is Becky. I think she taps out Ronda. And then that gives Becky and Charlotte a reason to continue feuding after WrestleMania. That is interesting. Now, I don't know... um whether or not Rousey's staying after WrestleMania. There have been rumors of her leaving after WrestleMania, but I think she's probably staying long-term. So I'm actually in inclined to agree with you about Becky Lynch, but I don't think that she taps out Rousey. I think she taps out Flair. 
And then Rhonda lays claim to never actually losing. Yeah, I mean, it keeps her strong. She can sit there and say, oh, I, I never actually lost to you, Becky. And, you know, Becky just plays up. Well, it doesn't matter. You're still lost. So <laughs> we don't care, you know. Um, and, and the brutality of the match is obviously there because Charlotte Flair, we all know Charlotte Flair and Becky Lynch have had fantastic matches in the past. So seeing those two, which will, I mean, don't get me wrong, Rousey's made great strides since she has joined the WWE. But green. she as far as these two are concerned, she's still green in the ring. You know? Sure. And I think these two are gonna have to carry her quite a bit. And I would love to see these two make her look a million bucks, but at the same time keep her strong. And Becky's gonna have to do Becky's Becky's the stone cold right now of this generation. This is a hundred percent sure. So having Lynch tap out which what looks like right now a sort of um what's the best way like a corporate flair <laughs> essentially yeah, the mcmahon endorsed competitor exactly you know she's there because mcmahon put her there she's mcmahon's pawn so it makes sense that this version of stone cold would take out mcmahon's pawn that just makes sense to me rousey's a bit part player she can come and go whenever she likes she can sit there and you know she can do it she can sit out for a few months if she wants to she can come back and wreak some more havoc it doesn't really matter but there are other things for rousey to do and if i was you know, if I was in charge, if I was Vince McMahon and I had a sane head on top of my shoulders, Becky Lynch would win, definitely. And then I'd move Lynch to Raw, obviously, and then Rousey to SmackDown to go to Fox and boost the ratings over there. Uh, that's, a, that's a... Moving forward, especially because, as I understand it, isn't there some new degree of exclusivity happening once it's Raw, once... SmackDown goes to Fox? I'm not 100% sure on the contractual obligations of this. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I've got no idea, to be honest with you. But I, I mean, if I was just booking it from my perspective as a booker, that's what I'd do. Because there's a match there for Ronda Rousey versus Asuka. Oh, God, yeah. And, I mean, Ronda Rousey versus Shayna Baszler. Should Shayna get the call up? Oh, I could. I could. Well, I think the plan is eventually. The, it, we're going long term here and I don't think yeah. that WWE even thinks long term that much anymore but I would see long term Ronda Rousey, Shayna Baszler um, Jessamyn Duke and Maria Shafir all up the four, the MMA four horsewomen versus the WWE Ooh. four horsewomen you get that at a Wrestlemania or a Survivor Series but eventually Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair reconciling or at least putting their differences aside to put down this external threat yeah, I think, yeah, I, I like where your head's at with that one, too. That would be amazing. Right, yeah. that is pretty much everything covered, so we'll have to see oh, if yeah. we're right about that, but I do have a couple of questions from a couple of my uh, followers on Twitter. Well, we can't, I, don't, I feel like we can't go without talking about Daniel Bryan and Kofi Kingston. Oh, God damn. Do you know what? That's not on my list that I have got on the internet. Why is that not there? That doesn't even make uh, sense. Well. I am just I'm disgusted and I have to apologize to everybody listening to this right now that that was missed because that is that was very unprofessional. I'm uh, I mean I we, blame we, we cage it. side seats. <laughs> I blame cage side seats. They then it's not up to date. This is disgusting. I get your ish together. What the hell? So Kofi Kingston versus Daniel Bryan for the WWE Championship. Who have you gone? Why? 
now this match is easily the most uh, emotionally invested I'm going to find myself the entire night. Please let Kofi win this match. Like, uh, just... Uh, it's it's weird the way it happened the way it did, because from what I understand, this was supposed to be Mustafa Ali's spot, because he was... But he got hurt. And Kofi has been with the company for so long. Everybody is so behind him. He's got New Day by his side. Just... I think the moment nobody realized they wanted as badly as they did until it started to happen. And please just let Kofi win the WWE Championship. Even if he loses it tomorrow night on Raw, just give him this moment. He deserves it. I think it's going to happen. I want it to happen. Uh, I can also see it not happening and just McMahon laughing his ass off backstage when the crowd <laughs> reacts like when Undertaker you know, when, when the streak was broken. Because this, if Kofi loses, it'll be the most heartbreaking moment of the night. And, you know, you can't have the baby faces win every single match. So, it happened. But I really, really, really want it to happen. So, my I vote think you're right. I think you're right on this one. It's got to be Kofi, because if they don't, then it's going to ruin the rest of WrestleMania. It is! Because that's it's not supposed to be the main event, is it? It's supposed to be Ronda Rousey, Becky Lynch, Charlotte Flair... And Brock Lesnar and Seth Rollins probably below that, so I would say the WWE Championship would probably be third from the top, maybe if not fourth, because of Triple H and Batista. But right, but they got they got to put some stuff in between the quote unquote main event matches too. Like they got to they just got to give the crowd a chance to breathe. So I would I wouldn't be surprised if there's you know I wouldn't be surprised if like this is. And later in the evening, and Batista and Triple H probably happens a little earlier. Maybe I don't know. I mean, place on the card doesn't matter as much. Just please, God, let Kofi win this match. I think it's. I think if they're gonna, if he's gonna win, he's gotta win, and it's gotta. It's it can it can happen anywhere. It doesn't matter because you're gonna be riding that wave of positivity. And yes. you know, you know, and you're gonna be hyped for whatever happens next, and it's not gonna matter so much. So I could totally see them, you know, maybe, you know, even if it is Angle versus Corbin, and that match is absolutely terrible, you give them the win of Kofi, but just just to make up for it, the the match afterwards. But I could, if you're gonna if you're gonna have him lose, it's gonna ruin the rest of WrestleMania. It genuinely yeah. is, and I think so. Yeah, it, it's come to a point now where. Kofi has been built up so much, and you know, the, do you know the reason why Mustafa Ali actually was getting that shot? I don't. Please tell me. It was because Daniel Bryan actually petitioned out the back for younger superstars to be pushed up, to be pulled up to the main event scene, because every face in the WWE was pushing forty. There was wow. no, there was no credible face in the company that isn't like you know in in the latter stages of their career so randomly they picked Mustafa Ali credit to them because he is a phenomenal athlete but unfortunately that didn't work out and we now have a 40 plus face taking on Daniel Bryan but still I just googled him he's 37 he's 37 okay yeah we're coming up yeah we're coming up to a 40 year old so they're all pushing 40 but 
it's this is this is the game changer and i genuinely i'm not 100 percent sure i don't want to say this because i don't want it to main event but i could totally see vince mcmahon saying we've got to send people home happy and have that be the main event and have kofi kingston win to see out the rest of of wrestlemania and that's it they finish on that high note I think I think if if Becky, Rhonda, and Charlotte are not the main event, then this will be. Um, I mean, the support behind Kofi between the crowd. I mean, everybody's everybody's in Kofi's corner. I'm sure Daniel Bryan. So, I mean, you know, behind the scenes, of course. I'm just like, and these two are gonna would have an amazing matchup. I mean, they're going to have an amazing matchup. You got New Day, you've got Daniel Bryan with his goons. Like, it's really looking forward to this match. And I will be emotionally exhausted, win, lose, or draw, regardless of what happens. But I think it's Kofi's. I think that, like, again, it's the moment nobody knew they wanted until they started seeing it happen. Yeah. And this man has a, a thing with sending people home happy. He likes that. Yeah. That was the right. reason that the Nexus lost to John Cena and didn't get credibility and established because he wanted to see them sent home happy, apparently. <laughs> right. right. And I I think that he would want to make sure that people go that was an amazing WrestleMania. That yeah. was, that how, how you finish the night is going to go a long way to how people form their final opinions. Like uh a wrestling match on it like the match could be amazing if the finish sucks, people are going to think that the match sucks. Oh yeah, 100%. I mean, don't get me wrong, it would if Daniel Bryan won that would be the most ridiculous heat you would oh. get in all of wrestling. If he just stands there and he's like... Argument. What was that? It's a great argument that maybe he should win because he'll get that heat and he'll be even more over as a bad guy. Yeah. It is. It, you think about it that way, he is. He, oh, the heat. The heat he would oh. get from that. It would be unreal. Right, which is, oh, now it's too close to call, but my heart and my want is Kofi. Oh, yeah, 100%. I'm back in, back in with you that. That is, it has to be Kofi. To send people home happy in a main event, you know, I could, this, but this is, again, another argument for why they should have it stretched over two days, like a weekend of WrestleMania, and have two main events, one on a Saturday, one on a Sunday. You know, it would make more sense that way. But, but this is... It's too close to call, and you're right. But it has to be Kofi. My heart says Kofi. Yeah, and, and oh, I can't wait. Can't wait for that match. Right, now we've got that, because unfortunately my exhaustive professionalism just completely missed out. I do have a couple of questions um, from my followers. So one guy called uh, Ryan Porter, at Ryan Porter 2814 has asked, do you think career mode should be like the old SmackDown games like SmackDown Shut Your Mouth, for example, with your custom character? Um, I think what 2K is doing with my career mode is probably the best way to tell the story. Um, I love... It's taking the... It has taken the approach of like examining wrestling as a whole. It's not just start you out on the indies and they make you you you're going to japan and mexico and doing the things that an independent wrestler does before they make it to wwe so and i it was i just remember the career modes and past games just being far more i don't want to say narrow-minded but just i guess the focus is just more 
strictly WWE, like you start out as a greenie, new to the roster or whatever. Um, so I kind of, I, I really like what 2K is doing with my career mode in 2K19. Yeah, I feel like that, you know, stripping it back to cutscenes and things like that and making it more linear rather than running around the the arena like it has been like it was in the last series, you know, and just you'd be running around. It didn't make sense to me to be running around like I have to run all the way back from from Baron Blade to to my you know, whatever the guy is, the parking lot attendant, to say to him to get my car every single episode. And yeah. you, you think by the end of it, the guy should just have my car ready. You should just know. I mean, <laughs> yeah, do your job, man. Come on. Yeah. Why do I have to? I mean, I have to come to you and I have to say, yeah, can you go and get my car? And he's like, do you want your car? Yes. Go and get my car. Seriously. Go and, yeah. Just go and get my car. You'd think that when I get there and he sees me coming, he's like, I'm going to go get his car. But no, every time he's like, do you want your car? And it's like, what do you think I'm standing here for? What? Yeah. <laughs> But that, that's that's another thing you know, entirely. But, you know, I think they're doing the right thing. You know, you're right. The linear story that they're telling is much better rather than giving you so many open-ended choices that you end up in a Skyrim-esque world of wrestling where you just don't know what you're doing. <laughs> or, or a Red Dead Redemption version where you're just aimlessly going from indie to indie fed and you're like, but which match do I do first? It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Like, I think I, I I enjoy the freedom that some video games give you, but I think there's also something to be said for being where it's like, no, oh, this is what you're going to do next, but you still have some freedom in how you get it. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I, I loved Red Dead Redemption 2. I, I still haven't finished it because I see something and I have to go and investigate. And that is on yeah. my part. Like, I get distracted with stupid stuff. I have to go hunting. I have to go fishing. I have to put money in the thing to keep stuff going. I, I see somebody in help, you know, that needs help on the side of the road and I have to help them more. Maybe I just right. want to go into a bar and start a bar brawl for absolutely no reason, but I'm not playing. <laughs> The story. I don't just yeah, yeah. stop distracting me. For the love of God, I want to see this story. It's kind of like, you know, if you're watching a movie and you get an opportunity to go, oh, do you want to go and see what this side character's doing? It's like, no, I need to watch the movie. Actually, what's he doing? He's really interesting. I don't need yeah. to do that. I need to be concentrating on this. Right, exactly. <laughs> And I've got one from at Bravery Knight, which was oh, okay. This is an interesting one. Was there a certain YouTuber or person who showed their my career character on YouTube that really thought you really thought that it fit Buzz? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, that's really I, I don't know that I can even answer that question because you you I mean Buzz is want him to look like um i don't know that as you progress through my career of course you get more options you get more customization so i i've seen a quote-unquote right or wrong buzz out there um the youtube channel that i used for footage for my youtube channel which is youtube.com slash i am aj kirsch um, is from MK Ice and Fire, and they do a lot of uh, video game stuff on their channel. And that buzz kind of progressed from starting out, you know, living in his van until he main evented WrestleMania. But I don't know. There's no wrong way to do it, I guess. And so I never, 
came across um, a version of Buzz where I'm just kind of like, if if that's what Buzz would look like. Um, yeah. And I can get that because, you know, you, you don't really have a vision for him because you are him. So right. it, it's kind of hard to interpret that. But that's still a, quite a good question. I mean, my character, which is Buzz, and his name is Ethan Storm in this one. So... I I've gone back to basics with my with my wrestling names. <laughs> Just <laughs> right. it's like an early nineties name. So uh, that that character he started off with the long hair. He's got the standard long hair and the beard as he's as he's making his way up. And then when he hits the WWE, his beard's still there, but it's trimmed. And now his hair is completely dyed like bleach blonde, and it's all slicked back and cut short. So. <laughs> And he's just, it's like a transformation. It's like he's somebody else. It's almost as if Vincent Man himself has come up to come up to Buzz and said, you know what? You'd look better if you uh, cut your hair and, and dyed it blonde. <laughs> right. <laughs> you just go, okay, Vince. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> okay, I'll do that. It's fine. I'll, I'll do whatever you need to. Just put me in the main event. It's fine. Right. But that is, those are the two questions that I've selected. The other ones... Um, were either ridiculous or things that you can't talk about yet. So that is that's probably where we're going to leave it for now. But it's been absolutely amazing talking to you, AJ. Again, yeah, likewise, this was a lot of fun. Yeah, man, we 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 have to do this every so often. I think we should meet up, you know, and have a chat about this. And you know, because obviously, I do want to speak to you again uh, when maybe announcements start dropping. So we'll have to schedule that in. Absolutely. And, you know, I, I also don't mind uh, talking shop with you. So maybe we do it again around SummerSlam and hopefully around SummerSlam, I will be at liberty to share more details about the projects I'm involved with. I would very much be looking forward to that. All right. All right. We'll do it. Well, yeah. guys, you have been listening to the phenomenal AJ Kirsch. I'm, I'm <laughs> stealing that now. That is just... <laughs> Um, and you uh, have just been 